All right, everybody, welcome to Wrestling Has Lost Its Way. Uh, damn, what a week. And I don't mean that in a good way. But to further go on that, here's Johnny. Yeah, it honestly really doesn't have anything to do with actual wrestling itself. Uh, so there were two big stories that came out this week. First, well, I, I thought this first story was big until we, we'll get to the second one, but... Uh, the ep- this past week's episodes of Raw, SmackDown, NXT, 205 Live, and Main Event, they were taped on back on Tuesday, June 9th for this whole week. And it wasn't until the end of the episode of Monday Night Raw on June 15th that Ryan Satin of, of Pro Wrestling Sheets and is also a correspondent for WWE backstage via WWE uh, sent out a tweet saying that one of the NXT trainees that were in the crowd at the, the WWE tapings on June 9th had tested positive for coronavirus. And this this is a pretty big deal because on, on those episodes you had, you had Ric Flair was out there and uh, you know, typical, you know, WWE wrestling, but uh, they messed up on a lot of things. First off, first off, they they were telling people not to wear masks in the crowd. And uh, on that particular day, that was the first day that they were letting not only NXT trainees in, but they were also letting in friends and family of the, of the wrestlers in to watch the matches, which I've heard conflicting reports. Some people saying that they're just, they were just letting in just random people off the street into the event. And what, okay, AEW, they test all their wrestlers and, and their talent every week before they tape, uh, before they let them in. WWE is not doing that. All they're doing is taking temperatures and having people fill out a questionnaire asking if they have symptoms. And well, I mean that's that's all out the window now because now they are testing their superstars or their trainees at everyone. And because of that testing, we've also had a, another case came out this week. This time, it's a, it's a female NXT wrestler who, she hasn't been on TV yet, so she's with just a trainee at the performance center. But that's three since WrestleMania. The first one was an, uh, a, a member of the commentary team, which has not, not been revealed. And it's he. Well, the thing about the no masks, that's going to end too, because as of Thursday, Orange County, Florida, requires everyone who enters the business to be wearing a mask. But we'll just have to see if WWE is going to follow that order or not. Finally, on this, before I get your your opinions, uh, just like with Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens has decided that he's going to step away for a while due to the virus. Uh, he uh, it's affected his family uh, 
closely his uh, wife's grandfather died from it. So he doesn't want to he doesn't want to risk getting the virus and spreading it to his family. Which and you know WWE they say well well we're not gonna you know there aren't gonna be any consequences well uh, I, I I doubt that because they stripped Sammy of the IC title and they're also they're not mentioning Roman Reigns anymore. So, what's your opinion? Go ahead. I'll let Andrew go first. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, As far as the no consequences, I think that their theory on that is you keep your job. Other than that, but I've said that before. As far as wearing the mask, I think it wouldn't be a bad idea to show that or have everybody tested every week and if you like AEW does, because on AEW they let some people wear masks, some people don't, but they they're all tested. Yeah, and and their theory of not letting people wear ma- having people wear masks is because they're afraid that it's going to drown drown out the sound of their reactions. So they're worried more about their ratings than about anyone getting sick. Yeah, if they want to fix their rating, make a better show. <laughs> Has nothing to do with the reaction of the yeah. crowd. Okay. It's pretty much. Which, which, by the way, on that USA Network's not very happy that they replaced Paul Heyman. Yeah. What I'm here. Go ahead. I'm not happy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not happy about it either. But as far as the masks go, uh, if they were testing people more regularly, I could understand as limited people as they're having at these shows, I could understand not having to wear masks. But if you choose to wear a mask, you should be let wear a mask. If they're worried about how the sound is going to be, they just had a whole match with Randy Orton and Edge where they piped in sound. Yeah, right. So why not just do it here, make it sound more organic, and just not tell anybody? We're not going to know. Right. Unless if someone in the company talks, we're not going to know. So that's kind of a stupid argument to make that, you know, they're worried about the sound. Uh, they weren't worried about the sound when there were no fans. So right. why worry about it now? I just think that's a stupid argument. It is. And the thing about, wonder about the uh, order from Orange County, where everybody in the business has to wear a mask. That include the referee and the wrestlers that are in the actually in the ring and the commentators. Well, I, I mean, I <laughs> just I saying. Think, yeah, and I, I, I think it would be more difficult for them. Uh, yeah. Which, you know, which they may have to. Maybe they get a pass on that just because, you know, they're going to get tired and, you know, we, we actually we, we have the, the same the same issue with uh, when we're doing our, our Taekwondo. We haven't gone back to the gym yet, but when we do, you know, we're we're, we're worried about wearing masks, you know, while we're exercising because it's 
you know, it's going to be hard to breathe when you, you know, when you start to get tired and, and, you know, you breathe so much that your mask gets wet and uncomfortable, and, you know, so, so yeah, it's, uh, I, I could see how it would affect the wrestlers. Yeah, I could, I could see why they wouldn't uh, require it for those who are actually having the match. So, you know, I, I can understand that of not ha- not making them wear the mask, but it's re- it's really up to each person if they feel comfortable wearing a mask or not wearing a mask, whichever way they want to do it. I would, as a company, I would be okay with it because it's it's a personal choice, you know. <laughs> yeah. Wish we had a personal but, choice, but oh well. <laughs> yeah, but that's different. I mean, it, it's a closed center, and right. not everybody is allowed in there, as far as we know, until they got stupid for a little bit and mm-hmm. decided to let family in there and whatnot. But it, it's different with us because since we work retail, yeah. thousands of people come through there, so. Yeah, and and we actually do live in a county that just passed uh, the ordinance that everyone has to wear a mask. Yeah, go like five miles to to the west. Which, <laughs> I, well, <laughs> I I have neighbors and they have they have five kids, uh, four of them under the age of ten. They went to uh, to another store yesterday, um, and my family saw them. They said none of them were were wearing masks. Yeah, my uh, daughter and my niece went to the mall Friday yesterday. They got kicked out because <laughs> they didn't have masks on. Yeah, <laughs> well, uh, not to. I not know to this be, isn't. Go ahead. Okay, go. You go ahead. Not to be on. okay. Not to be too political, but in my opinion, everyone that doesn't wear masks is a Trump supporter. <laughs> You're probably right. But to say what I was going to say, um, yeah. on since we live in Dallas County and they started, ever since Thursday night, they made it a mandatory to wear masks. So, of course, on Friday morning, they put me at the front door <laughs> to kind of <laughs> be the enforcer. <laughs> I, I felt, how can I put this? I felt like I was a bouncer at a club. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because they were, the <laughs> Yeah. Because they told me anyone without a mask, don't let them in. Uh, I can't count how many times I got told, uh, go fuck yourself and people walking off. Literally. I got that quite a bit. What can you do? So it's hey. I can take it, you know. Just tell them, hey, we're, I, I'm following the rules. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had my mask on. Underneath, I was laughing because <laughs> I don't care if I sent you away. You know, this is my job, and that's what they told me to do, so I'm going to do it. And and you know yeah. what? It helps, it helps that you have that scary-looking mask right now. Yeah, it, it really does. <laughs> the, it, it almost looks like, looks like an Evo Uno mask. <laughs> yeah. A little bit, uh, and not to uh, a little bit off topic here, but not really at the same time. 
many customers told me, hey, I love your mask. <laughs> <laughs> so it's awesome. I enjoy, I enjoy it. You know, the little things right now. And if you tell me you love my mask, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. So I just think it's stupid for those who think not wearing a mask is not important. Like, it just makes no sense to me. So that's all I really have to say about that. Okay, Forrest. All right. <laughs> all right. So the next thing that we're going to cover is um, this this past week or like on I guess Wednesday or Thursday there was started coming out stories on Twitter of people or women and specifically in the wrestling industry that were uh, I hate to use this term being Karens and they were actually telling well these were true stories of, of well maybe not all true but they were accusing wrestlers in the industry of things such as sexual abuse, sexual harassment, physical abuse, mental abuse, even as far as rape. And the first one to 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 get accused was David Starr, who's probably one of the the biggest uh, biggest names in indie wrestling. And once his name came out, lots of other people started getting accused. And I think right now there's a list that's around 75 people, which includes various companies in the U.S., Canada, Australia, Germany, the U.K., as as well as other countries. And I'm going to give some of the names, but but remember, as of right now, these are just accusations, so so they might not be true enough. Let's see. From AEW, the only name that was named from AEW was Jimmy Havoc, which after he was accused. So once Jimmy Havoc was accused, uh, AEW, they've decided to send him off the rehab for uh, substance abuse as well as uh, other uh, mental issues. So he's going to be off TV for a while. Um, another uh, other names include Matt Riddle, which WWE released a statement about him. Uh, as, of, as of right now, no uh, no consequences have, have been leveled towards him yet. But another WWE wrestler has been released, uh, which is Jack Gallagher, real, real name Jack Jack Claffy. And I do believe that he did admit to to wrongdoing in the past, so that's why he was released. Uh, other names uh, include Jordan Devlin, who wrestled in, in WWE uh, in, or NXT UK. Uh, as of right now, he still has a job, but uh, he's all, also been suspended from Progress Wrestling in the UK, which 
he was one half of their tag team champions, which they've him and his partner have both been suspended from that uh, that promotion. Uh, other names include Will Osprey and his wife B Priestley. So uh, also Impact champion Tessa Blanchard, which I have heard in the past that she she's hasn't been very very nice to uh, other female wrestlers in the back. Uh, bullying them and and bad mouthing them uh, even even Stacy and Jim Cornette have been accused of wrongdoing in the past even you know this even goes as far as accusing referees in wrestling as well so it's it's not it's not looking good right now for the wrestling industry. Yeah, Even it's really bad. not. But yeah, yeah. One of the other names I kind of want to add on to the list, and we talked about it during the week when this all started coming out. Yeah, we speculate. Yeah, I speculated and. It is a list that's being updated on uh, on Reddit. So, again, these are all just accusations. Uh, we'll get into that here as well. But one of the other names that's been thrown on the list as of last night is Vince McMahon, <laughs> which we kind of speculated that. Yeah. Um, as many things as he did... <laughs> on TV in the past um, kind of made me think maybe something had to have happened for real, but that's just kind of the vibe I got. And, and I'm sure he's done things beyond the ring too, you know, outside oh, yeah. the ring. Oh, yeah. You are the main guy. You are the guy who runs it all in this company. Unfortunately, that puts you in a spot where it could it could go either way. Either you try to take advantage of people or people try to take advantage of you. So I'm not saying it's either or because who knows what the truth is, but I kind of had a feeling something happened there. So... Um, before I get further into what I truly think of it, as the only married guy in this podcast, <laughs> I want to get Drew's thoughts on this whole situation. Innocent until proven guilty. <laughs> That's our system of justice we have in this country um so that's my thoughts on it oh, and by the way the uh, they're using uh, to to tell their stories online they're using the hashtag speaking out which yes. i i equate this to wrestling's version of the me too movement that happened a few yeah. Years ago. yeah yeah um but like some of the stuff it's going to be he said, she said. Yep. 
it's gonna be a lot of he said she she said and so and like you were talking about with Vince yes he could have done that but yes people can also go after him because he's a billionaire yeah they just want yeah. money yeah yeah so like I, said, of, I believe in innocent to proven guilty <laughs> or even use something against him uh, to better their spot in the company right so that that can play into it as well as far as Vince goes but my thoughts on it okay I understand the movement I understand what's trying to happen here if if what people are claiming is true then by all means throw it out there if you're guilty you're going to get found guilty but at the same time if you're throwing false accusations out there against someone that's going to come out too because one of the things that was coming out yesterday is they're blaming czw as a whole some companies are pretty much being said everybody on there is scum and i think another company was aaw yeah yeah aaw as well so one of the things that was said yesterday was if czw is being accused as a company why isn't moxley on your list of names right a, a lot of a lot of the big time wrestlers right now started in CC, CCW. Yeah, and just because they were once there, doesn't mean they should be lumped into this group of people right. that's being accused. So, that that's where I think this could go wrong, and this is what we kind of talked about a bit yesterday with Andrew, is. Don't let rumors and false accusations ruin what's truly happening here. Right. Yeah, because they're going to get lost in, in, in the mix with what... Everybody's what just going to remember, hey... Real. Everybody's going to remember, hey, he was falsely accused, so everybody's falsely accused, so let's drop it. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to ruin what's, what should be happening here. Is If they truly are guilty speak out against those people. But if you're just doing it to gain attention and just to kind of ruin someone's reputation and career, because let's face it, if you get accused, even if you're found not guilty, you're still going to be linked to it somehow. So I, I just don't want that to start happening with the false accusations and it's going to ruin what they're truly trying to accomplish here. That's where I think it could go wrong. Yes. And, you know, I, I kind of avoided speaking about this because, believe it or not, I hate drawing attention to myself. And I don't want to get spoken <laughs> to in a bad way. So just hear me out if you're listening to this and you have issues with what I say, please just, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. So here goes. 
I'm going to talk Black Lives Matter for maybe all of two minutes. That's all I need. When you say we want to include everyone in our movement, if you're Hispanic, if you're white, we don't want it to be about race. But then when people say all lives matter and you shut them out when they're trying to say that, you say, no, this is about Black Lives Matter. Well, then you're kind of contradicting yourself a little bit there. It's no longer we're trying to include everybody. I understand what happened. Yes, the guy that passed away was Black. I understand that. But if we're going to stand as one, let it be that. Let it be all lives matter, not just Black Lives Matter. It, 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 that's what I kind of want to compare it to. It, it's also the same thing when people talk about, about rights, you know, civil rights, yeah. gay rights, you know, it's all, it's, it's all, it's human rights. Yeah. You know, there are no such things as just, just rights for one particular per, uh, type of person. You know, yeah. everyone has the same rights. Yeah. At least they it's should. Not, they should. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like Johnny said, it's all human rights. It shouldn't be, we shouldn't separate ourselves like that when it comes to something like this. But, you know, that's how people are nowadays. Um, that's just my opinion is don't let, don't let the message get ruined by going the negative way with it. Keep the accusations true. Don't just do it because you feel like accusing someone incorrectly. So that's really all I have to say about that. Um, it's just a messed up situation that yeah. <laughs> I really wish wasn't happening because with everything going on right now with COVID right. and, you know, we're just trying to get by as best as we can. It's not the first time I say that here. So one of the only ways we do that is by watching wrestling. And it had no issues, at least no big issues, until this started happening. And, so. and it's, it, it's, uh, and it's you know, bad, bad that uh, WWE are giving Jack Gallagher the Chris Benoit treatment. They've completely erased him from their website. He's not even on the alumni page. Yeah, I read that earlier today, and I just think it happened a little too quickly. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know? I mean, like like I said, I think he actually admitted to to yeah to some stuff. Yeah, I, I just I, I said this yesterday during one of our conversations. Um, I'm just not that any of the names that have been said aren't big enough stars. There just has to be that one person that as soon as his name is said, it's going to be all anyone talks about. And I don't know who that name might be, but eventually that name is going to come out yeah. and it's going to catch everybody 
it's going to catch a storm. It's going to be like a storm. Yeah, we're uh, we're recording this this week on a Sunday, so t- tomorrow we should start to hear more about this come out. Yeah, yeah. So as far as that, it's going to be an interesting week as far as news. Yeah, this is all going to continue and more is going to come out. So, well, huh. well, well, you know what? Before we move on, let me let me give you some lighthearted. Actual wrestling news. All right, so you remember last month AJ was traded to SmackDown. Well, the uh, the trade has been complete. Uh, it was a two for one trade. AJ went to SmackDown. Raw gets Dolph Ziggler and Mustafa Ali. Uh, yeah, I'd heard about Dolph Ziggler, and late last night I heard about Mustafa. So, you know, <laughs> I hope they use them well on Raw. You know, Dolph hasn't been used all that well throughout his whole career. So I just hope it goes good for him over there. And as far as Mustafa, I know it's going to go good for him over there. But that just brings up one more question now. Who is the hacker? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, heard it could be a multiple of people, more than one person. That's what I heard. It could be. <laughs> as far as Dolph goes, I could actually see him challenging Drew for the title because they have history there. Uh, after when Drew debuted on the main roster after uh, Mania Thirty Four, uh, he was tagging tagging with Dolph, so they have that yeah. history. Yeah, so yeah, because I think they're running the, out of people for Drew to fight right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he has been world champion before, so. But you know what? Create new stars, as we're gonna we'll talk about later. Yes, yes, because with everything going on, there was still an awesome, a very awesome moment this week, <laughs> which we'll talk about soon. But to kind of start off with that, uh, I'm going to go with Johnny and see what his favorite moment of Raw was. Uh, I, I kind of like the, uh, the whole dynamic that, that went on through the, through the whole night. It was like a, 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 a show long story that uh, when that, that drew and our truth were going to team up and to face Lashley and our and MVP, and then somehow uh, MVP convinced him to put both the WWE and 24/7 titles on the line, which our truth accepted. You know, without without Drew, you know, like putting his his two cents in there. I, I don't think Drew wanted to, but he did. He had to anyway. Since our truth accepted. Then later on, they were in the back, and and Drew said, "Don't worry about it." I, I talked to management. They said, "They said it's only going to be, be for one title, and that it's going to be for the WWE title." <laughs> so his twenty four seven title was saved. <laughs> but uh, but I it all it all worked out though. In in, in the end, at the main event, they were Drew and our truth were were able to 
overcome uh, MVT and Lashley. Yeah, that was, uh, like you said, it was pretty much a show-long story. And e even though Drew McIntyre is top champion, uh, we, we said it before, you know, with the times the way they are, it's okay for them to have a little fun. So I think there was this was uh, a week for Drew where he had a little bit of fun. So I'm perfectly fine with it. I enjoyed every single bit of it. So hell yeah, that even was a pretty let, good uh, moment. He even let our trees get the pin over MVP. Yeah. Yeah. After the Claymore. <laughs> yeah. Our, it our was all. Our trees actually got to use a finisher. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, it was serious, but all in good fun as well. So, yeah, I very much enjoyed that. So now that that moment's in, uh, Drew, what was your favorite moment of the week? Let me take. I'll a let guess. you go this week. Oh, okay. I'll let, let you go first. What? Are you gonna let me go first? Yeah, because yeah. I'm pretty sure we know what Drew's favorite moment is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we all know. There's there's a pattern there, so. I guess I'm going to go first this week. Wow, that's kind of different. All right. Um, my favorite moment of the week was when Dominic came out <laughs> and, attacked, uh, and attacked Seth. But, you know, Murphy was out there, and so was, uh, Theory. So was Austin Theory. And so even though he did get – he did – was able to attack Seth from behind. Uh, they were to they were able to get in there rather quickly, but you know Dominic put up a hell of a fight. You know he kind of moved around the ring pretty well, uh, even jumping the barrier and going to the crowd side, and uh, you know with the plexiglass or whatever they got up there, uh, separating the stars from the crowd, air quotes. <laughs> uh, just the way Dominic moved around, I've been ready for him to have some sort of action and move his way up in the company. So I think this was a good start to kind of set that in motion. So I'm excited to see what <laughs> happens tomorrow with Dominic because Rey Mysterio will be back. That's been said, so I hope it's true, and I'm ready to see what they're going to do there. So that was my moment of Raw this week. So now we're going to go on to Drew and see what his moment was. As usual, it's usually a women's match. <laughs> <laughs> and I like the fact that uh, it was actually the, it wasn't the main event, it was Next to the main event, it was Oscar versus Nia rematch from Backlash for the championship. And, and uh, Oscar actually got the pin. After Nia bumped the ref, the ref was going to disqualify her. Nia rolled her up and got a fast count pin on her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like the way it ended. Just because uh, we know Naya and the issues she has had recently 
And I did say last week that she shouldn't get wins because it seems like all that is is a reward, even though she has been having issues lately with injuring people. So, yeah, I'm glad she got beat here. And especially because Asuka being a new champion, um, it wouldn't sit right with me if uh, Naya were to beat her here. But I wasn't really all that worried. I kind of expected that. So that's fine with me. I enjoyed that as well. So uh, now that we got our row moments out the way, uh, I'm going to go with SmackDown and see what was Johnny's favorite moments. Okay, so the beginning of the show, uh, AJ Styles comes out. He, you know, he just won the, the, the Intercontinental title. And if I'm not mistaken, we're, oh, was the uh, SmackDown roster, they were around ringside, weren't they? Or yeah. No? yeah. Not they all of them, but a lot of them were. Some of them. Some of them. So he, he comes out and starts, you know, talking about, uh, you know, that, you know, no, nobody, you know, nobody can challenge him for it. Nobody's worthy. Started pointing people at Daniel Bryan, Biggie, Shorty G. You know, and so he he wanted da- Daniel Bryan to be the one to present him with the Intercontinental title. So, you know, Daniel takes takes the mic and he he uh, you know AJ wanted him to con- congratulate him. He he said congratulations, but it was it was barely audible. So uh, you know AJ wanted him to do it again, but you know. Instead, uh, you know, Daniel Bryan, you know, talked about how, you know, he admitted that, yeah, yeah, he, you know, he he was a better man last week, but, you know, you know, every, anyone is worthy of the title. And so, a couple minutes in, the music hits. It's Matt Riddle making his official debut on SmackDown. And he he decides to challenge AJ for the title. So after the commercial break, they start to start the match. They it, it was a it was a really good match. He uh Matt Riddle, you know, busted out, out of the gate, you know, with with offense and it went back and forth for a little bit, but in the end Matt Riddle actually got his finisher, the Bo Derek, on AJ, and pinned him clean, which is good. Which I, I I like that. That's how you develop new talent. You know, you make them look strong on their their first night on the show. You know, you don't have them go up against some some uh, enhancement talent. You know, for for two or three weeks, and then. Maybe you have them in a story for two weeks and then you forget about them. So I'm I'm hoping this will, this is gonna be the start of great things for Matt Riddle on the main roster. Yeah, and just to clarify, AJ actually when they came back for break, they were announcing that it was for the title, and AJ goes, "Oh no, it's not. I'm not putting my title on the line." Oh. So AJ's still champion. <laughs> okay. <but then. laughs> I think I missed yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. 
I was gonna clear that up. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it wasn't for the title, but hopefully this will this will set up a a title match in in the future. I, I know next week AJ's facing Drew Gulak for the title. Uh, I could yeah. see I could see down the line a triple threat with AJ, Drew Gulak, and Matt Riddle, which is gonna be amazing. Or even a four way. Like well, if they were. Yes. Yeah, with Daniel Bryan in the mix. Even so, better. you know, just use that group. Yeah. Because, you know, with Daniel Bryan in there, it's just going to elevate the match even more. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. But one of the things I want to say about it is, yeah, it, it was amazing at the kind of match that they let Matt Riddle do here. They let him be himself. Normally, when someone is brought up from NXT, they water them down. Yes. Yeah. They don't let them have the caliber of matches they would have in NXT. But here, they let him do that. And I think what helped it look that much better was after he got the win, Daniel Bryan, Drew Gulak, uh, whoever was out at ringside, kind of went in to celebrate with him. Yeah. And shake his hand, give him high fives. New day you know. with heavy so, machinery. Right. Lucha so House pretty, Party was all pretty out. Much, pretty much all the faces. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, just for him to have that moment with everybody out there and having them celebrate together elevated him as well to more, more of a upper level talent from the very beginning. So I, I had a feeling that I enjoyed the way that AJ put over a new the new face. Yeah. New yeah. talent. Yeah. And uh, Matt Riddle with his new catchphrase, he's the bro that runs the show. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. When he said it, that that whole moment was great. I enjoyed it. I'm a big Matt Riddle fan. I've said it here before. So, yeah, it was a pretty great moment for me to watch that happen. And and hopefully the, the situation that we, we talked about earlier doesn't uh, derail his, his push. Yeah. I was going to bring that up as well. Um, all I'm going to say about it is, like I said, just let the truth be the truth. That's what this has to be. And yeah, hopefully this won't affect this push of his, because from what I saw Friday night, they have push. <laughs> they have a really big push planned for him, and you know yeah. I think no one deserves it better more than he does. Right, and I, I was telling Freddie that the next time they they have a, a Saudi Arabia show that they could actually probably have the uh, either. Um, Matt Riddle versus Goldberg, or Matt Riddle versus Brock Lesnar, which are two guys that he he's been feuding with on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the kind of match they would have at a Saudi show. Yeah. So, and and it's actually and it actually would be a really good match. Yeah. We hope. We hope. We hope Goldberg <laughs> don't knock himself out again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. I, I respect that moment a lot. It was, 
I was between two moments this week, which if y'all know me <laughs> by now, y'all know what my moment is for the week. Maybe. So, <laughs> maybe. So I'm, I'm going to throw it over. <laughs> I'm going to throw it over to Drew and see what his moment of the week was. I have to step out for a sec, but I'll be right back. Yeah, my moment's going to fall in line with all my other moments. <laughs> uh, Sasha and Bailey were actually on commentary from the match before, and they were still out there. Yeah. Uh, Nikki just comes up and attacks both of them because they were bad-mouthing her on commentary, her and Alexa. And they get into an argument and fight, and, all, and then Alexa comes out, and they get in the ring, and Nikki challenges Sasha for a match. And Bailey volunteers Sasha for a match again. <laughs> and Sasha's like, wait, I don't want to fight. Why are you letting me fight? It was a good back and forth match. Uh, Nikki went crazy like she always does, which I love. I love Nikki. <laughs> but in the end, Sasha got the win. Yeah, they're just, uh, I, I think they're they're just pushing the whole uh, storyline between Bailey and, and Sasha to eventually, you know, turn them against each other. Yeah, we know what's going to happen eventually. Why do they keep putting it off? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how much longer they'll have the tag titles. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I'm they're, really not sure how long they'll have it because I know they fight. They have another title. They had a title defense Wednesday. They have a title defense uh, tomorrow night. So we'll just see how how long they have it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I heard pretty much most of what y'all said and yes nikki cross going crazy <laughs> uh, i i loved it uh because right before that actually happened uh i i know alexa likes to be very active on twitter but she rarely does it in the middle of a show so right before um nikki went out there and went crazy on on screen. Uh, Alexa put out a tweet with her standing in the back with a couple with a couple more of the girls, but Nikki wasn't there. And in the tweet she said, uh, does anybody know what happened to Nikki? <laughs> yeah, they showed that on the like, show. Yeah, yeah, they did. They were all, arguing all over the, who should be number one contender for Bailey's title. Right. It was it was Naomi and, and Carmella and Dana Brooke and and Stacy. Uh, I mean, Lacey, Lacey and and they were and then Carmella said, "Hey, where'd Nikki go?" Uh, <laughs> I might have stepped away for from a, the TV for a little bit there. It was right before the commercial <laughs> break. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, I probably stepped away, but I just thought it was funny how she was able to put that out there and we see Nikki go crazy. So <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty damn good moment. Um, as far as mine, 
I'm just glad the Firefly Funhouse is back. <laughs> I am going to admit, though, I was a little bit worried at first because the way it started off was was pretty normal, you know, up to the standards of greatness. It was pretty normal the way it started out. And right in the middle of it, how bronze music all of a sudden hit it kind of threw me off a little bit <laughs> because no one interrupts the fun house okay so that yeah i'll admit that threw me off a little bit and that's when i got worried but bray and his amazing words the way the way he has with words brought it right back in and of course this led to him saying um to go to go into the future we must look to the past and that's when cult leader bray is back for this yeah. next this next match we know it's going to lead to a match so yeah, your yeah. world's bray <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, it, so, this will be the extreme rules match. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm hoping for. That's probably what it's going to be at extreme rules. Um, but just how he he pretty much said, um, "I created you so I can destroy you." <laughs> is pretty much what Bray yeah. said. So. I'm just excited for the match this is going to lead to because it's not going to be as easy of a match as Braun had last time against um, Firefly Funhouse Bray. Yeah, Mr. Well, Rogers Bray, come on. It's Mr. Yeah, Rogers it, Bray. <laughs> what, what this, this is, this is the, the three faces of Foley. Yeah. You, could you have, first you had the Mr. Rogers Bray. Then you have... Wyatt family Bray next and then you're gonna have the fiend yeah which I, I kind of this kind of makes me know the outcome of the match because it's obviously gonna lead to the fiend so he's gonna have to lose here I know that <clears throat> so I'm prepared for that and the reason I'm fine with it is because I know where this is headed. Mm. It's going to be a great match that he's going to have to lose, but it's going to lead into the fiend. And these last two matches are just going to be amazing. So just the, for the fact that the Firefly Funhouse was back and that I know what it's now leading to, it, it got me excited. And to quote one of my favorite YouTubers, mm. which Juan knows better than me because he's the one that got me into these guys, to quote one of my favorite YouTubers, Aldi Davis, I got nipple chills <laughs> <laughs> watching this Fry Fry Funhouse. So... What a better way to end what my favorite moment was than nipple chills. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, the, the, my only issue that I had with SmackDown was 
Um, it had an amazing start and, and an amazing end. Uh, the, the rest of the show, other than from Nikki Cross, at least to me, kind of lacked a little bit. I still watched, but it didn't really have my attention all that much. But just for the beginning and the end, I was happy with those two moments and with yeah. Nikki Cross. So that yeah, made you it a pretty good show for me. Two matches and a Miss TV. That was yeah. all the, the only two things that happened. <laughs> Well, yeah. What I what I don't like is for next week they're going to continue at exploiting Jeff Hardy's alcoholism by having Seamus do a, a champagne toast to Jeff Hardy. <laughs> I've made it pretty obvious that I didn't like what they were doing with that at the beginning. So, yeah, this this just. I hate that they keep on exploiting his issues, his issue this way. So I, I just tend to, as bad as I feel for blocking these moments out, unfortunately, because I really do like Jeff Hardy, you know? So unfortunately, I, I feel bad that I have to block these moments out just because it makes me feel bad that this is what they're doing yeah. with his character right now. So, yeah. I, I hope better things for him in the future, and we all know they're coming in a different company. <laughs> so, yeah. That's for another day once that happens. So... um now that we got through with our SmackDown moments of the week, uh, I'm going to go with Drew because once again, uh, <laughs> um, it, it was, let, let's, let's keep it honest here. I wasn't able to watch it even though I said I would try and watch it last night. Yeah. Me too. There was just a lot going on. <laughs> so... Uh, I'm going to go with Drew and see what his moments of NXT were for this week. Uh, just a few highlights. to show started off with Breezango and Imperium in their uh, title match. And Breezango entrance actually was pretty funny. They, they came out like in the shadows like Imperium does, but it said Emporium. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny but Imperium wins get, keeps the titles uh, let's see other stuff that happened Zia Lee loses to Aaliyah after Robert Stone being drunk pukes all over the ring <laughs> oh. <laughs> so now I guess Robert Stone has Aaliyah um Drake Maverick comes out to confront uh, San Santos Escobar and the, the uh, Raul Mendez and Joaquin Wild. He takes some Phantom Driver through the through the table, so they're probably setting up a title match for him. Uh, let's see. And they set up a triple threat for the 
North American title with Finn Balor, Johnny Gargano, and Keith Lee next week. And then the winner of that match will take on Adam Cole for both belts July 8th. So that could be an interesting feud or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and there's only one reason they're doing that and on that particular day. It's because they're competing with AEW's Fighter Fest. Second, second, the second night of a Fighter Fest. Which I'm, I'm thinking is probably going to have the Moxley Brian Cage match. Probably. <laughs> but they compete yeah, with AEW every week. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but the best match of the show was Sasha and Bailey defending their titles against uh, Chauncey Blackheart and Tegan Knox. And it was a really good match back and forth. Blackheart actually had Sasha in a submission move. But, uh, and while the back referee's back was turned, Bailey interfered and Sasha got the win. So it was a Sasha and Bailey retained, but it wasn't a clean win. But after the match, EO comes out and attacks both Sasha and Bailey, saying, This is her show, so leave. <laughs> <laughs> So that's pretty much what happened on NXT. Yeah. Um, I, I feel bad that every week I do fully intend on watching it. And unfortunately, for some reason you don't. or another, I really do. <laughs> I, I, I really do want to try and watch it. It's just that sometimes I need a break before we do this. And unfortunately, that's at the cost of NXT. Because, and that's because you had an extra day this week. <laughs> yeah, I really did have an extra day, but it, in my defense, it is Father's Day weekend. Yes. And there was a lot going on. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we, we got home, literally got home about, <clears throat> about 30 minutes before the podcast. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, so. I didn't do that's nothing just, today. Yeah, because you had your perfect Father's Day of watching The Undertaker um, play with everybody's emotions, and that led to you playing video games. So much. That's all I did today. <laughs> hey, man, I told you earlier, if I was a dad, that would be my perfect Father's Day. So I don't blame you. <laughs> I'd like to stay at home just as much as anybody else. Yeah, so and you're about to get that chance too. So. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so uh, now that we got our NXT rundown from Drew, I'm gonna move over to AEW Dynamite and see what was Johnny's amazing moment of the week for Dynamite. Okay. Uh, well, I'm gonna have to go with. A debut of a, of a new uh, a new female wrestler on AEW, which was probably the strangest character I've ever seen in wrestling. Yes, she was. <laughs> her, her name her name was Abaddon, and she looked like uh, I can't even describe what she looked like. Zombie. Like, yes, like a zombie that just crawled out of the swamp. That <laughs> she. She was, oh, I, 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 I couldn't even, I couldn't even describe her. 
I, I mean, I know she had like one eye that was all white and one eye that was bloodshot, which almost made her look almost alien. <laughs> but she took on, what's her name? Anna Jane? Anna J. Anna J. Yeah, she took took her on and com- completely dominated. Oh, by the way, I, I love the way she she entered the ring too. She crawls all the way to the ring. <laughs> she crawls all the way to the ring. Yes. So there there were actually two story storylines in this match. You know, after Abaddon wins the match, uh, afterwards and the Jays in the ring and Dark Order they come out with Brody Lee, and they help, Dark Order actually helps Anna J out of the ring. So it makes you speculate that they're going to make her, her their first female uh, recruit into the Dark Order. Which would be great. Yes. <laughs> and uh, at a sub uh, note to that, at the same time, they handed Coca-Cola an envelope, which... In, in it appeared to be a, a contract and it turned out it's going to be a contract for uh, Kokemena and Brody Lee to tag team next week. So we'll see how that goes. But that's my moment. Yeah. Um, I really love anything horror. Yeah. I watch way too many horror movies for my own good. Um it's pretty much shaped my personality, and, pretty much. And your Facebook, <laughs> your Facebook profile picture is the theme. Yes. So I really do love horror movies. Anything horror, I love. Um, the mask I wear at work is horror themed. So, you know, I, I throw a party out there. I throw it out there a lot that I really do love horror. So, Abaddon is. Probably, I'm not prepared to say my favorite in AEW, but she's definitely going to be a contender. (laughs) Unless if they completely screw what they do with her, um, which I highly doubt it because pretty much anything AEW has done has been pretty good. So Right. There's been very, very little that AEW has done wrong. So I have yeah. a question. When they go back to fans with the long ramp, is she going to crawl all the way down that long ramp? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell, yes. Climb up yes. the steps. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Hands and knees. Yes. And you know what's going to make that even better? Well, at least I hope, is we've already discussed. The next time AEW comes through here, we're going to be front row. You know, that's what we're going to strive for. Yes. So yeah, try, we'll be it's going to be – it's going to be amazing to watch uh, if they have her on the show that week because they don't have everybody at every show. So I hope we get to see her whenever they do come back around here. Maybe she'll be in the so, match if not. Yeah. I, I would just, like to it, see like it, fog, like a fog yeah. machine where she's crawling through fog as she comes out. That would be really cool. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it's on a dark match i don't care i just want to see her (laughs) because even if it's on dark that'll be on youtube so we can rewatch it so yeah i just want to 
have the chance to see her whenever AEW comes through here next. So, hell yeah, I definitely enjoyed that moment for my own personal reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now we're going to go with Drew and see no, what. No, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, he's letting me go again. Something's wrong this week. Something's <laughs> wrong. I think he's tired of stealing my moments. I am. So he's given. So he's given me a chance to go first. Um, uh, my favorite moment of the week was at the very end when the best friends defeated the sex gods. <laughs> and yeah, it was a really good match. Uh, I enjoyed it, but the reason this made it my favorite moment of the week is because at least they made it seem for the whole match, freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy was a cameraman for the whole match, and no one noticed. (laughs) So after the best friends got the win, uh, he revealed himself and... uh, attacked Chris Jericho with I would say as much intensity as we saw during the dark match whenever we saw them here live. It wasn't your normal Orange Cassidy that you see on TV every week. Yeah, it wasn't your normal lazy half-ass Orange Cassidy. Yeah, It was a mad Orange Cassidy. (laughs) This is fully squeezed Orange Cassidy. <laughs> he let it all out, man. Yeah, yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've seen matches where he's done this done this as his style on indie, on the indie scene. So I'm just I'm just ready yeah, for that Jericho and, match. Yeah, we're gonna see it at at Fighter Fest either July first or July eighth. Uh, I think they're going to probably do that week one. Yeah. Because I think I think that's the second biggest fight on the card. So they want to put... Don't know. The biggest fights they usually do put toward the end. Well, like one or, main event one night, one main event the other night. Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah true. That, that's what I was trying to lead to yeah. is... They're probably going to do the Mox match on night two. Yeah. So I think this would be a perfect way to end night one. Unless you want to put the other title match there. Um, I don't know. No, <laughs> I don't Cody and so. Hager. That, no, uh, it, that title's still fairly new. It, it, hasn't, yeah. it hasn't had much staying power yet. Yeah. If this was a couple of months down the line, yeah, that would probably headline night one. But I, I think it's going to be Jericho, Orange Cassidy, and that is going to be my match of the night. I already know it. I'm ready for this match to happen. And um, I'm going to go ahead, even though we're probably going to do our predictions for it. Um Orange Cassidy's going to win. I'm going to go ahead and say it now. This is going to elevate Orange Cassidy because Jericho doesn't need it. You know, he's fine. Jericho is Jericho. He's always going to have my respect. But this is going to make Orange Cassidy in AEW. 
AEW. It's going to lead, and I'm going to predict that it's going to lead to the most amazing year he's ever had as far as a run in AEW. So I'm just excited. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure y'all can tell. So (laughs) I could go on forever. So see, I'm so excited to almost drop my phone. But um, (laughs) now before I go any further, I'm just going to hand it over to Drew and see what his (laughs) moment of the week was. My moment was actually the star of the show. Uh, Paige and Omega defending their titles against the Natural Nightmares, which was Cody and not Cody, Dustin and QT Marshall, and Allie stayed in the back, mostly. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was Kenny and uh, at Hangman, Paige, they're just awesome together. They have this chemistry that. Like JR said, I, he don't know where this chemi- chemistry came from before they threw them together, but they threw them together and they just work. It was yeah. just a great match. But in the end, Paige and Omega kept their championships. And Allie eventually came out and didn't come to the ring. She stood on stage. It was like cheering on QT, but it didn't help. <laughs> Wasn't she bickering a little bit with uh, Brandy? With Brandy? Brandy was yelling at her, it looked like. Yeah. I don't think she ever looked at Brandy at all. <laughs> and, you know, what's funny is that they've been teaming Brandy and, 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 and Allie and, on dark. Dark matches, yeah. yeah. They had a scroll of about on the screen giving results of the dark matches the night before. <laughs> and it, I read that her and Allie were winning in their tag team matches. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I just think not in this match, but obviously because it it didn't happen here. But I think eventually uh, there's going to be a distraction. She's going to become too much of a distraction. And that might cause a rift between between them two. And they're probably going to have a match against each other. I don't want to see QT go against uh, Dustin because I think they're too good. They're good enough as a tag team. Sure, they need to be built up a little more. Mm. Crazy to say because as as much of a name that Dustin is, <laughs> mm. I never thought I'd be able to say that at this point in his career. I've, but, I've heard I've heard some few people speculate that that eventually we might get a, a civil war between the elite and, and the nightmare family. Yeah. They'll be ah. the true nightmare collective. And it was, yeah, Cody said something to that effect during his little speech he gave about I'm part of the elite, where they been? <laughs> Am I still part of the elite is what he said? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's like we said, AEW hasn't had a lot of bad moments, and this this is just another amazing thing that they're building to, which I like that they're able to build many different storylines with the same people at the same time. So it's something Johnny touched on, and I I, I just enjoy. 
everything they're doing. Yeah. So yeah, it's hard to choose between that and the other tag team match with the yeah. <laughs> One of their moves was just when uh they threw havoc into Sabian and then kicked Sabian's knee, so he like tombstone havoc. It <laughs> was just funny. Yeah. I laughed out loud at that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're very inventive with their moves. Yeah. And how they execute them. So, you know, of course they had to elevate their game because they were facing the young bucks. Yeah. And I think, I think they did a good enough job here. They looked very, very much in tune with the bucks and you know, it made you believe that they were a good as a, a good enough of a tag team to be going up against the young bucks. So yeah, then we have, then we had Butcher and the Blade come out, FTR come out, and in the end it just broke down to a big old fight. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I love the AEW tag division right now. Yes, it is very good. It's very stacked. Yeah, it's uh. It's definitely the, on top. And the top. funny part is the champions aren't even a true tag team. They were just thrown together. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which, they've held there's it nothing wrong with when, that. How long have they held that? Since the it's cruise? Last, since last year, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know exactly what point last year, but yeah. In late in the year. They've, they've had them together since late in the year. So, yeah. Um just another amazing show from AEW. <laughs> yeah. Like we said, as far as we've seen, uh, they can't do any wrong. Uh, <laughs> Cody Rhodes, uh, like he said last week, that he's not going to limit defending his title to just AEW. Anybody can come through from any company, really, and challenge him for it so that's exactly what's have what happened here but ricky starks seemed to impress uh tony khan so he was offered a contract now he's with aew so probably yeah. had a contract before the match but hey that's storyline <laughs> yeah but you know i'm saying right. storyline here man i know All right <laughs> no yeah. the, the best storyline was big swole kidnapping she pops up out of the dumpster with the banana peel on her head <laughs> yeah how many role yeah. models would, would be doing that I, I understand why they're doing it because of her injury they obviously had different plans for her but this I way like she's how injured, but she can still be used weekly yes I like how they turn it around and they can still use the people they have, even with injury, uh, to kind of further their character and keep them relevant. So, hell yeah. They're definitely doing things the right way. Yeah. And they have the, the crowd is involved in the match, sort of. Like what happened in the crowd this week led to a match next week. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Every, everything, everything involves everyone, and anyone can influence yeah. what happens on the show. The so it's happened. very immersive. 
the same thing happened last week between Billy Gunn and MJF. They had yeah. a match. Yeah. They got a match. And what happened in that match leads to a match next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's just a lot of different levels to AEW and it's it's just they're doing it right. I don't know how how else to put it, you know? Yeah. Like I told every you. week they change it and make it better when we think they can't. So <laughs> hell yeah. It's all good shit. <laughs> Like I told Freddie, they just need to take dark, make it two hours, put it on a, a different night, and let us watch that too. I, well, I think that that may happen because <laughs> they did announce earlier in the year that they're going to have a second show on TNT. Yeah, they need to hurry up. Well, yeah, I'm, well, I, I, all all this this whole coronavirus yeah, situation got in the way, and it's yeah. ruined the year pretty much. Yeah, for everything. <laughs> at least happy year so far. There's yeah. there's like maybe four or five concerts that Freddie and I were going to go see this year that aren't going to happen now. <laughs> <laughs> I just and wanted they, to see Green Day again. I know. We got to wait till the end of July so far. We might push it back again. I don't know. We got to wait till next summer now for that. Yeah. Damn it. You know what, man? <laughs> Look. That, I'm going to just go ahead and say it from the way things are looking right now. This whole year is lost. Yeah. <laughs> because, um, oh, all right, like we said, it's affected real life situations. And every time we've said that, we kind of kept it in the in the wrestling world because of how everything is going there right now. But... I go on vacation starting Tuesday when I leave work and I'm supposed to be in Galveston by Thursday. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Yeah. We're, we're no longer going because uh, the cases are increasing. Uh, a lot more people are getting sick. Uh, a lot more stuff is probably going to close down. Who knows how long we would have to wait to get into a restaurant right. down there. You know, just a lot of things kind of makes those plans for us. So once again, it's just another staycation. I'm just going to stay here and relax. And and the reason cases are going up is because everything is opening back up and it's it's happening too soon. Yeah. Not only is everything opening back up, like we said, people are refusing to wear masks, even though it's mandatory again. So yeah, we so we just need to we just need to be smart here, right? And just listen and follow the advice of the professionals that are trying to help us, and just wear your masks. Yeah, I'm gonna do everything they say. I'm gonna say right now. Do not listen to what our, no, don't listen to what your, not my, what your president says, wear a mask. Yes. That man, that man is out to kill the citizens of this country. And I'm I'm not afraid to say that. I'm not either, man. I'll say it. You know, you say he's, that that's, that's what he's doing right now by the words he says, you know. He's just killing our people. 
you know, and you know, it's not right. It's not right. The things he says, and just like, you're not afraid to say that I'm not afraid to say this. And I've been pretty vocal about this, but I'm finally going to say it on the air. Uh, Trump is a dumbass. He does not know what he's doing. He thinks this is just another business, just another reality show for him. And all he wants is to manipulate and be in the spotlight. So I don't want to start on a rant. So that's just how I feel. And I know a lot of people feel that way, but that's it. We just need to be, we just need to be smart about things. We need to outsmart our pre, outsmart the president, not my president, which is not hard to do. So <laughs> that's all I'm really going to say about that because unfortunately uh, we don't have all night to go here. Yeah. So, uh, now that we've talked about everything on the shows throughout the week and some other things here and there, um, just to kind of end on a lighter note, uh, here's Stump the Brain. Okay. Rumble question. Rumble trivia. Okay. What female superstars have competed in the men's Royal Rumble, but not the women's? That that makes it tougher. Exactly. <laughs> That's why it's hard. Yeah. Yes. Oh well, actually, um, well, China and there's two. Okay. <laughs> I, I got one of them. China's right. Yeah, yes, you're halfway there. <laughs> I'm going to say uh, Karma. Yes, it's Karma. <laughs> Jesus. Also, also known as Awesome Kong. Awesome Kong yes. and the other companies. Awesome Kong. <laughs> yeah. I, whenever he told me he was going to go with this question, I'm like, that's a rough one. I mean, I think I got China <laughs> right that, off the bat. If you don't that, know China, come yeah. on. Because the other one is Beth Phoenix, but she has been in the women's rumble. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I got half half of it right as well, which normally doesn't happen because I'm not that good with trivia. But <laughs> I did get that. But I didn't get karma. So. And it, it it's a shame that – and um, no. I hate to say this, but it's a shame, it's a shame that she got pregnant because that's the reason reason she had to leave WWE. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, let's face it, she's been around for a while, so yeah, I kind of figured this run in AEW wouldn't last long, but I was kind of surprised that. Well, technically, it she's ended not done. As good as it did. She's not well, done with the company yet. Isn't she yeah, like on the she TV always, show or Glow she, or something? She's on Glow, yeah. Yeah. But I just kind of wish he'd been around for more at the beginning. That would be a great opponent for Abaddon. A great yes. opponent for Nyla. Yes. yes. Awesome Kong and Nyla. Yeah. Oh, 
she needs to hurry and get back. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. So, you know, it was a weird week. It was a stressful week. At least the second part of the week was with everything that came out. But with the new week coming up, we'll see what kind of news gets thrown out there. And I, I just hope it gets cleared up, cleared up soon, you know, because, again, this is one of the only things that helps us get by right now. So to have this kind of controversy going around our wrestling world, uh, it's, not, it's not too good right now. It, it, there wouldn't have been a perfect time for it, let's be honest, because of the accusations, but why did it have to be right now? <laughs> I understand. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's out to get us. <laughs> yeah, we should have known something was going to happen sooner or later because of how everything's been going. But I hope that not too much bad news will come out this week. And I hope everybody tries to enjoy this week as much as possible. Uh, If you have any feedback on my controversial topic of today. uh, Or any topic of today. Or any topic of today. (laughs) But let's face it, my controversial topic, if anything. uh, Just please be nice to me. Um, (laughs) uh, Wrestling has lost its way at yahoo.com. We'll listen to you and we'll give you feedback as long as you give us feedback. Also, so, wrestling, wrestling has lost its way on Facebook. Yes, wrestling has lost its way on Facebook. And uh, I just hope everybody's able to enjoy their week and uh, stay as safe as possible. Have a good one. See you later. Thank you later.